When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come meet me at the museum with Alan and Daniel. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Everyone, come gather round. To your favorite sound, we'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We'll talk the games and all the rest about the team that we love best. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We're gonna talk about the Cardinals all night long. Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptel, C70 the Bat, at C70 on Twitter. With me, as always, Alan Medlock, Red Dirt, Redbird, a Medlock one on Twitter. You've got plenty of shows in your feed this week. I hope you've had a chance to enjoy the series previews and our discussion with Dave from over the cross in England. But we're back to the normal. And Alan, last week when we recorded... We said, you know, we were coming off that win against the Reds and we were talking about how the Cardinals really should win that series with a game already in hand and Miles Michaelis going on Saturday. You felt like pretty good about winning that series. Not only did that not win that series, they haven't won a game since then. Um, this is, and it's sad to say, this isn't the worst stretch of baseball we've seen this year. No, no, it's <laughs> even the tone of this and you in particular during the, our pre-show t- chat and just now in the intro is something that I've never heard before. And it's one of those, um, it's kind of tough to get motivated to do it. Um, on the flip side, I'm thinking, well, this is something that we don't, we haven't seen almost ever, you know, mm-hmm. this uh, terrible start. So you're just like, well, I mean, what positives can come of this? What, what are, I mean, what's the growth potential? Is there, is there something we haven't seen before where they may be selling potentially could be selling before too long, but uh, it's uh, it's just a weird environment right now. I mean, I can tell you um, that I, I listen, I, you know, I'm a diehard, you know that, I mean, that's why we do the show and, you know, we do St. Louis trips every year and all that and not saying I'm a super fan, but it, it darn near close. Uh, the Cardinals have lost out to college baseball to me for about a month now. Yeah. Um, just because, one, I have vested interest because it's close to what I do for a living. And then, two, it's more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, so I didn't watch a single pitch yesterday. I mean, my goal was to watch ORU yesterday afternoon and then flip it over to the Cardinals game. Well, considering that the Cardinals started at 6 and the, the Florida-Virginia game started at 6 as well, and before I even had a chance to turn it over, it was 3 to nothing. I was like, well – I'm going to have more fun watching this and in a lot less stress. So it's just, it's, we're in, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uncharted territory for us. It's, it's, it's an odd feeling. It's a, it's, there's, 
I know there's a lot of frustration and anger and, you know, heads, you want to see heads roll and whatnot. It, there's also kind of this grotesque pleasure I'm taking from this to see what kind of happened, what happens in a potential reset that we may be seeing. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has changed some mindsets, I think to some degree too. Right. I mean, you kind of go, you know, there's that, you know, you see people on Twitter say it and, it, and to some degree it's true. It's like, how are they going to lose it tonight? You know, if the Cardinals even got a lead, then you, you don't necessarily expect them to hold it. Yeah. Um, the game, the last game against the Giants, I think that was a little bit surprising just because how, you know, you're one strike away. <laughs> yeah. But, but when it happened, it was also like, yep, okay. You know, it wasn't like shock and surprise. It was like, should have seen that coming, you know, that kind of thing. And honestly, you know, I'm, you know, I'm following on game day, and, and when Guy Eagles walks the leadoff guy, I'm like, yeah, this is always, yeah, you, know, oh, you, you worry yeah, about that. You just sure. know, yeah, yeah. It's like this is, and and there are times, and we've seen it, right? That Guy goes when he's off, he's off, and so when he's walking the leadoff guy, I'm like, yeah. When he got the next two, I thought, well, okay, maybe, you know, maybe not so bad, but then, then not so much. Um. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, there is some of that, that, and again, I, you know, I actually wrote something over at the Substack this week, you know, this yes, is absolutely, yeah. Uh, um, and we talked about, I think we talked about it last week on the show too, but you know, this is, this is like that, that 1% outlier. I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm not saying that there's not st- structural issues with the Cardinals. And I know that they have kind of gradually kind of s- slipped maybe from the, the heights that they were, you know, 10 years ago or so. But I still don't think that if you ran this season a million times, you'd get this result more than you know, like two. Um, this is this is just everything going wrong at the wrong time. And so yeah. I think you, you know, oh. you're not going to take this and say, you know, strip it all down. But you definitely could make some maybe some interesting changes. Sure. Well, and you hit the nail on the head of something that we've uh, we've worried about in the years that we've done this show. I think we have probably hit worst case scenario mm-hmm. because everything is poor right now. You know, you, uh, uh, it, it's it, every faction of a winning team is terrible right now, yeah. you know, it, for what the Cardinals are doing. They, uh, they're not successful in, in almost anything. And that's what we've talked about. I mean, the, the worst case scenario would be, well, I mean, I feel like that's probably it. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's one of those one of those situations where you're probably at a spot to where, judging by most comments in the athletic this week, I'm not so certain that they feel the same way. But I, uh, I mean, you play Walker, don't you? Every yeah. day. I mean, that's what you got. That's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is and you talk about the extended tryout. This is it. You know, I mean, you, if you're going to make him into a superstar, this is it. Um, it's still they feel like the the uh, the miscast outfield to me a little bit. I don't know why. I just I don't know why. Yeah, I, he's one of my favorite players, but it's Edmund and Center just still just kind of drives me nuts. Even after what we talked about last week, I like the ability for him to do it, but it still just seems odd that he's out there. I mean, it yeah. kind of changes the whole complexion of what I thought the team was going to be. So there's things that that, that you're going to do. Um, and uh, and I'm I'm trying to make a little bit of light of it, but uh, you know, I I'm curious to see what happens in the next month. Yeah, because I, I get that, yeah, like you said, I saw John Mosey like say, yeah, there's a lot of baseball. There's 93 games. Yeah, 93 games sounds like a lot of baseball, and it, it, it is. But when you have to win 60 to 65% of those games just to kind of get back to 500, 
Yeah. There's, it's, you, you can't use the it's early stage. You can't, I mean, the only saving grace is that this division is weak, but even that's not enough. You still, at some point, got to win ball games and win ball games consistently, and they're not doing that. It's, I mean, you know, they might not, right now, I mean, they're eight, eight and a half out, but they're five and a half behind the Cubs, right? You know, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it might be a weak division, but one, the Cardinals are trending the wrong way. And two, you know, like, like I said, they got to win something. Um, and honestly, this division is going to be, at least right now, looks pretty competitive. I mean, the Cubs are fourth and they're three games out. And, you know, it's amazing what the Cardinals, you know, if the Cardinals had just played 500 ball, they'd be a half a game out of the division lead, you know? And mm-hmm. I, yeah, but the, there's a whole lot of time left thing doesn't resonate with me most likely also because you're going to make your decisions before then i mean there's you're gonna you're gonna know who you are by the trading deadline right i mean you have to either make significant strides between now and a month from now or you're selling and so you've basically got a month where you need to probably win 75 percent of your games and you know I don't know how many games the Cardinals have in the next month. I, there's a, there's not as many because you've got the all-star break off. They've got a couple of days off because of the trip to London. So let's say they've got 20 games. They've pretty much got to go like 15 and five in those, I think to make, you know, to not start really selling at the deadline. And I, I can't imagine that they could do that. No. And there's, I have lack of, I mean, I listen, the way that I look at it, um, it all starts on the bump. And uh, if you can be if you can be dominant there, then you can probably turn things around everywhere. And that's the least confident area of the team that I that I feel they have. You know what I mean? I, I just don't think you're going to have a guy that's going to go out and just go to shove for six seven innings and motivate the guy next to him to do the same. I just I just don't feel it. I feel I think that it's running from the rotation now to the bullpen to where in theory the best pitcher they have is now down for a while and it's the, the worrisome injury of the forearm strain. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how sustained run you can actually make. Do I think they can make a run? Is it not necessarily? I think they can make a run to look better. I almost expect a run to make them look better. But now you're in the doldrums. I mean, I'm not so certain how much more you can climb out of it. You have the young, exciting team at Cincinnati who's playing for a purpose where I'm not certain the Cardinals are. And that's troublesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this team loses 100 games, but I don't rule out 90-something, right? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, right, that's now, right, right, right now they're on a pace for 99, I think. And they'll get – I do think, you know, they'll get better. But then again, you, you know, depending on how much you – how much you – what you spend August and September doing. You know, if you're doing it a lot of a lot of auditions and a lot of things, you may – of course, you may win some games that way because, you know, they're obviously not winning games this way. So, I don't know, but – Whatever the case may be, you know, Alex Chris Afuli likes to you know keep track of, you know, when was the last time the Cardinals finished under 500? When was the last time they finished last place? When was the last time they finished behind the Pittsburgh Pirates? It's very, very likely that all three of those are going to be 2023 by the end of the season. Sure. Yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense. And, and, uh, and, and that's, that's where things get a little exciting because it's going to be just uh, a territory that we've never, that we've never, that we've never seen since we've done the show of how do they handle it and what direction do they go in? And you think 
you start looking like uh, we we used to make the uh, you, we used to make, we used to always say the comments of who's safe from being traded to improve. Well, who's safe from being traded to improve from a sub five hundred team? I mean, do you? I, I honestly, I know we haven't gotten to it yet, and I don't know if you even intended to, but I kind of appreciated the Arenado comments. Um, you know that that pointed to a worst case scenario too, to where it's like you know the underhanded you know, comment about maybe we're relying on the young guys a little too much. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know what you feel, but I mean, I would think that he's probably about as honest as it gets. And you do kind of wonder, you're like, I know you couldn't turn away from him, but what, what, what are the, I mean, Donovan Gorman, you know, what, what, what direction do they go? It's basically what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's, uh, you're going to have to find an identity at this point. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure out something now. I think it was Ben Sarini, I'm going to try to find it, um, kind of indicated that, you know, if you take the, of course it's, and, and, it, and you can't, I, I think he took the average age of the Cardinals and, and compared it to the average ages around the league, and they're really not that young. But then sure. also, you've also got that a little bit skewed with Adam Wainwright being 41. Well, um, I, I don't know if youth necessarily meant – I. I think inexperience may have been the youth he was talking about. You know that's what I mean? Probably, probably true, but yeah. also, I mean, you know, Dylan Carlson's been around, what, this is his fourth season now, right? Um, well, sure. Tommy Edmonds at four or five. I mean, I mean, they're not, you know, like super veterans, but, you know, except for, except for what, Jordan Walker, Matthew Liebertor, uh I guess Donovan's, you know, Donovan's only got the one year. Yeah. But, you know, except for those guys, everybody's been in the league two, three, four years. And, you know, they had all these guys except for Walker and well, except for Walker last year and won 90 something games. Um, I, I I get what Nolan's saying. And obviously he knows more of this stuff than I do. But I don't I don't I when I look at this team and I don't I don't feel like, oh, wow, this is a young team, you know, even though maybe they are. I, I mean, it just doesn't feel like. I feel like a young team is like if Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn were playing all the time, and Matthew Liebertor had a regular, you know, had been there from the beginning, and maybe you're seeing a McGreevy and you know some of that, where you've got a lot of guys that are making their major league debuts or you know in their second year. Um, I just, I mean, you look at you look at the you know the corners with Goldschmidt and Arnado and Contreras behind the plate and. Like I say, Tommy Edmund around, and I, I just feel like this is more of a veteran team than than maybe those comments imply. Well, and, and I I do I know where you, I know what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I think it probably speaks more to what we don't see behind closed doors. On, yeah, in, in that I, that's the way that I took it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily the production, but <laughs> maybe the way that they handle business. And maybe so. And I mean, there is you know, there may be a bit of a shift from that emphasis on the Cardinal way. Right. Um, you know, with Mike Schilt gone, I mean, Ollie was steeped in that too. So I don't, I don't think that, you know, he's not, he doesn't know anything about it, but you know, they're also coming at it a little analytically. Um, and he is, you know, kind of more in line with the front office and things like that. But, you know, some of those guys are not in the organization anymore. Some of them have been brought in from other organizations and didn't have it. So 
I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to put it on that, but it is interesting to think that, you know, you do now have a lot more, um, you know, transplants, if you will, than homegrown guys, which, you know, what was it, four or five years ago, I think every, almost everybody on the, on the lot, on the, in the starting lineup was a guy that come up to the minors. And now yeah. there's not as much of that, um, you know, that, that said, you know, there are points and places you point to and you say, Hey, where would this team be if Wilson Contreras had hit like we thought he was going to hit? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I about preface that my first statement by saying that it, he's not necessarily hoping the case, but I also not to make excuses for him that, you know, the new, you know, new ballpark, new sure. clubhouse, new surroundings. I, I, I always equate that a little bit. Yeah. And, and I know he's probably put a lot of pressure on himself and that sure. kind of, the kind of thing that kind of, spirals and, and feeds on itself. But I get that. And hopefully, you know, he hit a home run last night, had another hit, a couple hits after talking with Victor Martinez, apparently, um, you know, hopefully that's a start, but we saw that kind of run um, after the whole benching thing, you know, he played yeah. pretty strong in that and then tailed off again. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully it is a, a run of a better of baseball there. Um, and, and again, obviously he's not the whole, whole point. I mean, if lots of places you point fingers, you just wonder, you know, the Cardinals would not be a 500 team if he had played better, but you do wonder how much better they would be. Um, but you can say that just about everybody, right? I mean, you can look at it, you know, I don't think anybody expected Nolan Arnauto to, to slip off as, as much sure. as he did or, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's. You know, it's definitely from the top down. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And there's probably a lot of voicing frustrations. I just I just felt like that probably touched on a few things that uh, that we, we may have overlooked a little bit. And right. not necessarily being that it could be uh, a, so far a negative. Um, but, you know, I, I think that they were probably right. I mean, and then the question I want to throw back to you, um, position what player wise, I mean, we're pretty probably pretty darn happy right now if they have one or two guys that are going to go out and just give you a hell, a hell of a start every time they take the ball, you know, that's a, I'm t- to me, that's the, the whole, the whole problem with the ball club is the fact that they just don't have the, st- the starters to go out and dominate somebody to completely turn things around. Yeah. I mean, and, and you wonder if that's, that is going to change their approach to this offseason. Now I have no idea. I have to look, but I don't know if, that there's anybody besides Shohei Otani that's a start top of the line pitcher that's going to be out there. Yeah, but you got to feel like right now you have two guys under contract for next year, one of which is not in the starting line, uh, starting rotation at the moment, and I don't know that people are going to be excited if you put him back out there. I mean, he's got to be, you know, if Steven Matz is in your rotation next year, he has to be your fifth starter, right? Yeah. You've got Matthew Libertor, who's probably in that rotation, and then you got Miles Michaelis. Um, you've got at least two spots that you probably need to fill from outside the organization. Nothing against, you know, McGreevy or Graceffo, but you can't go into next year expecting to contend and have, you know, one or both of those guys in your rotation, along with a Libertor that's still trying to develop. Yeah. So, you know, it gives them an opportunity to try to get that somewhat dominant starter if there is any on the market. And that's, I mean, that's the kicker, right? I mean, there were some this year. Um, and again, you know, it's, as most pointed out, and, I, and it is fair to say, you know, a lot of those guys have been hurt almost all sure, of them. Sure, sure. I, I completely agree with that. 
But I also think that you buy yourself some grace, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. If the Cardinals are whatever they are now, 27, 43 or whatever the case may be. Um, but you went out and got Justin Verlander and he's been hurt. Then you say, well, you know, they tried, if you will. And, yeah. you, know, maybe, you know, if they had gotten Contreras and a, and a big starting pitcher and the starting pitcher had been hurt, then you say, okay, I just, you know, if he'd been healthy, things would be better and we'll have him for three more years. So it'll be okay. Um, but when you don't make that move, then yeah, then nobody, you don't, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from a fan base. That's kind of been restless for a couple of years now. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely agree. That's, that's where I was going with it. Even, um, even in the situation of, Hey, these half, these guys were injured. See, we, we may have made the right move. I don't think that that's necessarily how it would have been portrayed if they wouldn't would have gotten one of those guys. It would have been like, oh, crap, the luck of the draw. I mean, it, it stinks, and you know we're angry they're hurt, but they tried, and they went and did something that we wanted to. Or you and I would say this. we do that. Well, of course, they would get the big name, and he would get hurt. You know what I'm saying type situation. But they didn't, and I, I just – the resting on your laurels that they're hurt now sucks. Yeah, yeah. And, again, you know, somebody put this out – and I'd have to pull it up for sure. But, you know, they, they kind of pointed, whoever it was, pointed out that Mo has spent money through his yeah. tenure. It's sure. just spent in the wrong spots or overpaying for mediocre talent instead yeah. of spending out, you know, going big. I mean, where would where would this team be if, you know, after they had traded for Paul Goldschmidt, they'd gone out and got Bryce Harper too, right? I mean, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we probably wouldn't have Nolan Arnauto, and that's a different situation. But... You know, if you if you go out and get the big guy, um, you know, yeah, you may pay more, but you're probably paying less per war than than you would be for some of these other guys. You're just winding up throwing, overpaying for three or four guys, and you could have gotten actual quality out of out of one guy. So I, I worry. I guess I guess that's the kind of thing you worry about. Okay, if they go into the free agent market with money to spend, are they going to spend it in the right way? And that I. I don't know um, if it might. I don't know. I really don't know what the where this team goes, even in the future. And I'm not saying that this is a team that needs to be rebuild. I think this is sure. a team that can be in next year. But yeah, oh yeah. You know what do they do in response to such a year? I mean, there's there's probably better than an even chance that they say that you know. We're going to try to do a couple things, but that was just, you know, the worst case scenario. And yeah, that might be right. I mean, like we said, we've said, that's what we're saying here, but I don't think you can just say with, like I said, with a fan base, that's brought up and the fact that you haven't done a lot of moves, you know, if the Mets go into next season and say, look, we had outliers, you know, but we're going to, okay, fine. Cause you spent a whole lot of money this year, you know, so you're going to, your next year, you're going to let it, you know, see if it'll pay off the next year. Okay, fine. But when the Cardinals haven't done anything for four or five years now, not, you know, except for, you know, occasional moves here and there, I don't think you get the, the grace period of saying it'll turn around. You've got to go out and do some stuff and some probably some significant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it, it, as a fan's base, we're pretty, these, these seasons happen in organizations. We're just yeah. pretty spoiled the fact that they just don't happen in St. Louis often, almost ever. You know what I mean? And that's it's one of those to where now 
it, we we've always appreciated the fact that that they can stay the course and not make knee jerk reactions. But I do kind of wonder when that reaction is going to come to where it's like, okay, let's kind of shift the dynamic here and let's and let's do a, do a couple things because I mean, you you look at it and you can look at every stat and you can look at the, the, every uh, deficiency that they have, but they just don't have pitching and they may not have the type of pitching they need coming. And that, and that's the deal. That's the the issue with me is you're just like, well, I mean, if it's going to be status quo and you're going to move some people, well, who are you going to move? And what, what, which one of the McGreevy's Graceffos from uh, Memphis or both or neither, are we going to see, you know, that's, are you going to, is you going to let development play out or is this going to be a situation where they get to dip their toe in the water? That, that may make the second half of the season pretty interesting. Um, Am I confident they make those moves? No. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, I may they may have convinced themselves that, you know, your John Lester types are the ones that they're going to bring in and maybe you just to, to right the ship to get through the season and to, to let those guys develop down without maybe adding some excitement to to the, to a fan base that hasn't seen this in a while by bringing these guys up. Um, you know, I I, I I I hate beating a dead horse on this, but that's the one thing that, that they're going to have to see is they're going to have to see somebody on the mound that brings some electricity. And uh, that's the only thing that's going to change things right now for this team. Yeah, I think you see, of course, you know, you look at McGreevy and Graceffo both. Of course, Graceffo's been hurt some, but, you know, just looking at their basic stats here on the Memphis side, you know, neither one is necessarily just tearing it up. But I do think you're probably seeing one of those. Because I think – I think the Cardinals are going to take this opportunity to at least refurbish the minor leagues a little bit. Um, Cause I think they trade. I think that, I mean, assuming that they don't go on this 15 to five run over this next month or whatever we were talking about earlier. I do think that they trade probably both Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery, uh, especially if they're showing health and signs of being good because they can get something for them at the deadline and they can, that's, that's the kind of trade that it can, you can get some quality pieces back, you know, some, some decent prospects back. Um, you know, they probably trade. Yeah. That's, and that's as well. Probably. Um, um, I think they trade Teller. You know, those are the two people. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You were cutting in and out real bad. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I thought I lost you. You have been some too. I don't know if it may it's mine or my side or things okay. or not. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully everybody's listening to us gets the good quality stuff. Oh, shoot. Yeah, not, that's a lot to ask for. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, I, I think they trade Tyler O'Neill if he's at all healthy, which you know they put him on the 60 day a couple of days ago, but that's retroactive and sounds like he's starting to do some stuff. So you know, if he comes back even just healthy, I think they trade him if he can show that he's got anything you know, maybe they'll get a little bit more for him, but you know, I, I don't think they, I think they just trade all these parts that they're not necessarily going to have next year anyway. Well, uh, does, is the young in that group? If the young's hitting and if, if there's, if there's a taker for the young, yes, I'm still not a hundred percent sure given, you know, he had a couple of hits recently. He had a, you know, had a home run first game of the, of the giant series, I guess. Um, but those numbers are significantly down from what they were earlier. I don't think they 
I don't think they exercise that option. Sure. That, um, that's kind of what, yeah. and that, that may be what teams wait for as well. Yeah. And I, I think that if there's a team out there that thinks, hey, we can, we can tweak him or, hey, we just need, you know, occasional power at the shortstop position. Sure. You know, then, and they're going to give up, you know, a double A prospect for him. And, you know, they'd like to pick up those options. I think the Cardinals will do it. I think, you know, again, we talked about that. Um, that log jam that is there in the middle of the building, it could be back now. If Tommy Edmonds playing center field, then maybe it's less that's less of one. But um, so yeah, I think that I think if if there's a taker for him, I don't you know I don't know that there is. I don't know if there's market. I think there is a market for Hicks and Flaherty and Montgomery because there always is for that kind of pitch. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, and those guys have been good enough. I mean, are they you know? Top of the, are they going to be the most attractive thing on the trade market? Uh, Montgomery and Flaherty might be, honestly, depending on. Yeah, no, I completely agree got, with that. Yeah, I mean, Jack Flaherty has got. I mean, we watch him and we're frustrated with him, but I still feel like he's got some cachet with teams because of the potential that he has. Um, and Montgomery's pitched well, uh, you know, and he's pitched well in 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 New York, and he's pitched well here, and I I you know I think that. You know, I don't know if it was Jeff Jones or somebody was talking about, you know, if they can't get an extension with him. But I, I feel like if they wanted, if they were going to extend him, I really feel like that was going to happen in, in the spring. And I don't, I still don't really know why they didn't. Um, but so I, I think that they'll, I think this team, August, well, I guess the deadline's August 1st, right, this year. Yeah. So, um, you know, August 2nd or 3rd, it's going to look probably significantly it's going to look significantly different in the arms that are on the, on the mound. You know, I don't know how many, you know, the day to day guys are going to get moved. I think most of that's, you're kind of locked in and stuck with. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I completely agree. The, uh, my kind of my roundabout way was of, of asking that question is, do we see when this summer? I know we kind of talked about it last week, but. I don't, I think that there's a possibility He's one of the September call-ups. He's not necessarily just dominated Memphis. He's he's doing well, especially for his age. But I think that, you know, especially as the outfield, you know, as as Newt Bar should be back, he could be back before the L- London series, right? Um, and when he gets back, it's really, really, really hard to argue that Tommy Edmund should be in the outfield, right? So, <laughs> oh, yes. Tommy Ed, Edmund into even if you trade a young, you've got Edmund at short and Donovan at second most week, most days. You know, you may have Gorman there at some time. I maybe in September, but I think most likely they just let him cook at Memphis and then comes into spring training next year with a chance to to make the Yeah. Boy, it'd be fun though. Yeah, it would be. You know I mean, and that's not I mean, they also also have the service clock that they worry about and in the business side of it, but I mean for a team that's that that's a little bit difficult to watch right now, that would be a, that'd be a lot of fun. Well, and that's true, and, and definitely he's a you know I'm a big fan of of Mason Wynn, especially after the spring training and and seeing what he's done at Memphis. But you know, and obviously the defense is is part of that for sure. So you can see that every night. But some of what he can do offensively, he has to get, you know stealing bases and running the bases and stuff like that. He's got to be on base for. Um, and I can't imagine if, 
you know, we, we saw it with Jordan Walker, right? They sent him down real, real soon, um, especially when he started to struggle and work on some things. I just don't think they're going to want Wynn to come up before he's ready and then just, you know, kind of scuffle at the major league level. I, um, you know, if he had had a year at AAA already, I, I would say maybe. Um, yeah. But, and he, he didn't have much double A, did he? Didn't he skip? I'd have to look and see. I don't remember. Um, I just think they'll let him probably finish the year at Memphis. He might get a call up and a cameo, but um, I don't think he would see him more than, I don't think he would get more than five games in the major leagues probably played. I mean, my guess. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, do you think that they Yeah, no, I just, I, I can see that. I mean, it's more of a wishful thinking thing that, uh, you know, instead of just, you know, plugging the pieces in, just, Hey, let's go in. Let's go for this. Let's see what it did. I mean, they're never going to look like they're giving up, you know, one of those type situations, but, but no, I mean, it would add some excitement. I mean, it's, you know, they're in the the doldrums now and yeah, uh, yeah, something I haven't seen in a while. Well, I think that's part of the problem is that even with all of this, yeah, all these doldrums, we don't have those guys that are just knocking on the door that we're excited to see, right? I mean, when is a guy like that, but he could still use a little bit of time. We don't, you know, he's not necessarily every day wondering when he's going to get called up like we were maybe with Jordan Walker last year. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You know, early on. And we've had, uh, but after that, you know, I mean, McGreevy and Graceffa would be interesting. Um and there may be some that are really excited about that, but again, they're 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 not necessarily showing that they've mastered AAA. You know, I guess the next guy that I can think of that's on that really like to see list is Tink Hintz, but he's only you know at A ball. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at a couple years for that, so it's not like where we've had you know for a few years where there was you know even last year with Burleson or. Um, and other guys like that, Dylan Carlson, all those guys that you're, you're just kind of clamoring to see because they're that close and you think they, you know, make a difference. Artists just don't have a lot of that. And, and that's part of the problem with, you know, even the second half right now, it's like you sell off, but you're not necessarily going to be replacing those guys on the roster with interesting pieces, unless you're getting them from another organization. Um, you're just going to be, kind of playing out the string and I can't, you know, if they're playing out the string, if they're playing this bad when they actually have something to play for, I hate to see what playing out the string looks like. <laughs> yeah, I know it. That's uh yeah, I guess that's a roundabout way of why I was asking in the first place. Cause you're like, this could get worse. I think. I could. I mean, yeah. I, and I don't, to some degree, I say, I don't think so because it's hard to imagine it getting worse. No, yeah, no, I can well, believe it. And like oh, I said, I I made the comment that that they can and I half expect them to make a run to play better. Now whether they're buried or not, that that's I'm leaning more toward the yes side, but it will be more enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, like I said though, I mean I and you, you're not going to convince me that things are going to get a lot better until they get somebody that's just going to step up in that rotation. Yeah, I, and, and that's the thing because you can get a good start at, or, or even a great start out of Jack Flaherty or Miles Michaelis or Jordan Montgomery. Any of those guys can give you that really good start. We've seen it this year, but they can't seem to do it three times in a row. Yeah, and even when they do, and only, you know, Jordan Montgomery's had really good starts and just not gotten any support, and so there's some some of that too. But sure, but yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking last, like we said, you know. Miles Michaelis had seemed to turn the corner, seemed to be that kind of guy. And then he goes out and lays 
an egg against the Reds. And then, you know, last night's down three to nothing before he gets out of the first against the Mets. Um, you know, I, I don't know what that's about. I mean, you know, maybe that's just a, a couple of blips on the radar, but you know, this team can't afford to have any of those right now. Like, Cause you know, you never know what you're going to get Adam Wainwright. He's going to give you everything he's got, but that's also going to be a, you know, he's going to give up three runs in five innings. That's just, I mean, probably at the best, right? He's not going to likely throw shutouts for six or seven innings. And even if he does, you're not going to do it more than once. Um, and then you can't ask Maddie Celebator to be this rock in the rotation, I don't think. So, you know, if you're not getting it out of Michaelis or Flaherty or Montgomery, you're not going to get it. And that's the, you're right. They've got to have something that they can rely on that says every fifth day, they're going to win this ball game because their pitcher is going to, you know, throw seven and give up one run. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That that's where, that's where my frustration comes from. And I, not to, not to just, you know, jump all over it, but yeah, that's what mm-hmm. we kind of saw this coming from the, uh, Rotation in the beginning, there were warning signs that this could this could happen. And I'm a big Montgomery fan, by the way. Um, the uh, that's a, in a normal year, I'd be like, you can't trade him. I mean, that, that'd be he's sure. he would be a great fit. But now I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I was a okay with every name you brought up of them training, and I don't know if I felt like that in the last five years. I mean, I would like them to resign Jordan Montgomery. Um, I just don't know. Like I said, they don't seem to have much desire to. And I do think, you know, I just, I think that if he gets to free agency, there's very, there's not a huge likelihood he's going to return. Right. Sure. I think he's gonna get that. So, you know, if you were within, I think even if you were within four or five games, if you were playing close to 500 baseball, playing, you know, decent Cardinal baseball, right. Even if it was just a bad year, I'd say, no, you keep him because you can make that run. But you know, 16 games under 500 and you're getting to the, you're already past the middle of, I mean, you're at Father's Day. I, I can't see how you can salvage this season. And I don't think it's worth keeping assets on the roster just to hope you can get to 82 and 80 or something yeah. like that, not be a losing team. And even that's going to take what a 95, 96 win pace. Um, so you know, get something for these guys. I, I don't, you know, I'm not saying trade Goldschmidt or trade anything of you know, long-term significance, but if these are guys that you're not going to bring back next year anyway, see if you can get something for them. No, yeah, no, I, I, that's well put. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things to where yeah, it sounds like you're kind of placating the situation, mm-hmm. but, it, but it's one of those, not you, when I say what right, I'm going right. to say, it's one of those to where, you're just like, oh yeah, well, this is a good chance to reset. Well, in all, in all reality, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, now they can kind of go in and 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 it's exactly like you said. You're not going to get a bit more on some of these guys, regardless. See what you can get done and and uh, see what you can bring back. And you could possibly retool at your minor leagues a little bit and bring something back that could help your everyday lineup. I mean, I, I I'm all in for that, and that would be one of the things that I would look forward to in a situation that we're we're in the middle of now. Mm-hmm. No, I think we've got to temper that. Uh, and I'm not saying, I mean, just in general fandom, you know, we often start thinking, well, you know, what's going to be brought in? You know, these are not guys that are bringing in, you know, the best of the best from anybody. Sure. They, oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. They're, you know, they can be quality pieces, pieces that can help, pieces that may turn into something. And maybe you get that 
diamond in the rough type of thing like Juan Yepes, who came over from Matt Adams and nobody expected to do anything. And now, well, I guess the Cardinals still don't expect him to do anything. <laughs> He's back in Memphis. Uh, that's uh, the Yepes thing is always an interesting uh, discussion point. But, you know, but still, I mean, you can do something and, you know, get in some new arms, get in some guys that can, you know, because the Cardinals have done a lot with guys that are not superstars, but are, you know, above average players. You know, we can, you know, there's an argument that they've done too much with those because then you start relying on, you know, quality versus quant- or quantity versus quality. Um, but they can do some stuff with that. Um, but and, and it is when we've talked about what t- last year, year before, two years. We there's been a couple times the trade that are getting close to the trading deadline that we thought the Cardinals should do a soft sell, right? And they sure. haven't, and they've been successful. But you know, it's like okay, hey, you're. Where were they? Were fourth place? What was it last year? Year before last, um, at about this time of year, and we're like, "Hey, just you know, sell you know, sell your free agents and, and go on." And, and of course, they made it around and and did fine, but that's not going to happen this year. I mean, they just when you need when you need a fifteen and five run instead of just needing to win four or seven regularly, you know? Um, and I just, I just don't see that they can put enough of a run together to, you know, I mean, when you've got to make a really, really good run to be average, that's not helpful. I guess. <laughs> I know that's yeah. And I think that's kind of what we've been trying to say this whole, uh, yeah. th- this whole show, you know, it's one of those, like uh, this run is just to make you credible, not necessarily put you in a playoff right. position. And, and, uh, yeah, I, it, how they handle it's going to be interesting. And it's going to probably be pretty telling how they finish June to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I mean, you look at that, too. I mean, June is got that wrinkle in it with having to go over to, to London. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got your days off around it, but, you know, that's going to throw off some some routines and some rhythms and things like that, which may be a good thing. Maybe they need their rhythms thrown off. Um, they finished up the Met series, which is, I know the Mets have been disappointing. So I think it's a, you still got a chance to win that, but I'm, you know, Adam Wainwright's going tomorrow night, which I, you know, we'll see how there was nothing Mets fans would like more than to beat Adam Wainwright in his last time in, in New York. Right? Yeah. Um, and then you've got the nationals, which is a team that is on the Cardinals level. But then you go to London, then you've got the Astros and the Yankees um, when you get back. And that's and then you get the Marlins and White Sox to finish up the first half. You know, I Astros and Yankees coming into Bush, you know, if you win two of those games, I think you feel like it's a really big success, right? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's uh, um, that's just not what you see, and the schedule's been unrelenting on in this year, even though we, we thought that it, you know, you were going to lose some cupcakes, and we knew that. But now Cincinnati's thinking, man, we wish we had the Cardinals more on the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> you know, type yeah. of situation now. But, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, this where they end up. I guess you have to play well regardless of who's on your schedule. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, things just don't look too bright. Well, and, and, and agreed, because when you said that, it's like you could put a couple of AAA teams on this, on this, on this lineup coming up, and – 
there are times where you're not sure the Cardinals would beat them, right? I mean, it's not that bad, but it's getting close because it feels yeah. like they're finding new ways to lose and it doesn't matter who they're playing. Um, you know, at some point in time, they've got to go, they'll have to play Oakland. And I guess that'll be an interesting matchup for the two sides. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, Kansas City is one of the ones, the, the teams that they um, that are below them in the standings, right? Overall, and they split with Kansas City and Bush. Um, so it's it's there's nobody on this schedule that you can say that's a win right now. Just and this the team has the talent. They're just it, you just don't have any confidence. And I and I don't know. I don't feel like the players necessarily have a whole lot of confidence in this stuff either. They can say, you know, they're giving quotes and stuff like you said, Arnado. They know they're playing bad and and all this, but it's hard. I gotta feel like it's really hard to not go to the ballpark and say, here we go again, especially when you get down early. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And that seems to happen every night. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's brutal. And, you know, like I said, starts with pitching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that is the biggest thing. And, we, and again, I know everybody's saying that we saw this coming. I don't think we saw it. We knew the pitching staff was going to be a trouble, but we also thought the offense would be better. But I don't think we thought the, off, the pitching staff would be this bad. Right. I mean, that yeah, every, yeah. like you said, everything would go wrong instead of, I mean, you could have said, okay, Jack Flaherty's going to struggle. And we said, okay, but Miles Michaels is probably going to be your ace. Right. And, or, or something like that. And instead it, it's not been worst case scenario for everybody, but it's been pretty kind of close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's tough to watch. Literally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Well, I have this college baseball schedule up right now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I haven't, and of course, you know, I haven't watched since all year because of not having it on getting rid of the cable. But, uh, you know, from what I understand and what I've been given, you know, attendance is not significantly down. No. Um, and, it, you know, again, they've sold tickets. So even if people aren't showing up, the revenue's there. So I, I'm, I'm not faulting that. And I'm never one to say, you know, don't go to the ballpark. I mean, I'm in that situation where I only go once a year. So I know, you know, it's a it's a big deal. So yeah. It can be a big deal. And if you want to go to the ballpark, you know, why should you punish yourself for, you know, trying to punish somebody else? Yeah. I, you know, whatever. They're, you know, your tickets and stuff are probably not going to make that significant of a difference uh, in a, in a place where they're selling 20 or 30,000, you know, season tickets. And so they've got that you know, money, you know, whatever. But, you know, I, I'm, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how much lower, attendance does get as the days get hotter and the team is farther out it's it's harder to make that argument of you know wanting to go out especially when the games are shorter and you know it's like i just got here you know last night's game's two hours and a minute uh in new york which if you know if the offense doesn't show up those games move along pretty quickly um yeah you you wonder how what that's gonna look like and if it if the optics of that make a difference i don't you know, we saw that a little bit last year, right? With, with, uh, Bush stadium, not selling out and, and things of that nature, you just, and it didn't seem to impact the front office or, or ownership or anything like that. But you wonder if there's more of that, or if it's more pronounced that there is some idea of, okay, we have to do something this off season to, you know, spark excitement back in this club. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. You do wonder because I mean, last year, even you, I mean, last seemed like last two or three years, it was the yeah, there was a slight dip in attendance, but we're still third. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? That was always kind of the mentality of it. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. It, they're just hard to read right now. I mean, and then, uh, boy, they're taking bullets from every direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true. I mean, when you're not doing well and you've done well for a long time, and yeah, there's, there's some people that, I mean, it's notable. Let's put it that way. You know, people are going to see, people are unexpected that the Cardinals are this bad until they start writing things and, yeah, you get the national people looking at you, and and then yeah, they it just kind of comes at every every twist and turn. Um, before we wrap it up, let's let's hit the two two things that are out there that people talk about a little bit. Uh, one is you know there's a lot of this, you know, especially the writers talked about a Paul Goldschmidt trade. Um, Goldschmidt has a no trade clause. I don't think Paul Goldschmidt has any any place that he'd rather go. Um, that said, put all that aside. Even if you could trade Paul Goldschmidt at this trade deadline, would you? Mm, oh man, I I would say I'm going to say no, just because you feel you feel like you you've probably put the the two pieces and potentially a third piece together, whether that be Contreras or Walker for a team that you think could possibly win the world series. And I know that sounds ridiculous, especially with the state that they're in. Um, I'm going to say that because I think that you're going to be able to get pitching with, uh, with a money or B with other pieces. And you could keep the superstars in the lineup that, that you think that you, that, that you assume are going to keep. I understand he's 35. I understand that you're going to get those, Get those questions as well, but I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, he, he yeah, I, well, I won't even say that, but uh, you know, he's still a productive player, and uh, I don't know. I my gut tells me no, that 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 wouldn't happen. I was surprised to hear it in the uh, from the beginning, and I just don't seem like that to me. It would shock me just of the MO of the player and person that he is, that that would be the move that they finally make to kind of shift the dynamic. That's just how I feel. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of reasons that I don't do that. Um, but I think the biggest one is again, you think you could contend next year. So, you know, having Paul Goldschmidt on your team next year is better than having whatever you trade for Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, it, agreed. Completely agreed. Feels- and it feels to me like so often, I mean, maybe people are getting better at it, but so often you make that superstar for four top prospects deal. And the team that gets the superstar still makes out better. Right. I yeah, mean, if those prospects sure. never pan out or they're not necessarily as good um, of a player and, you know, look, I mean, granted, it's still going to take some time in nationals, but you know, nationals did a lot. And they're still sitting in last place. And I don't think the Cardinals want to do that. Cardinals are not trying to rebuild. They're just trying to, you know, I don't know if he reboots the right word. It's just reload or, or even just get out of this season and start over. But you know, they're not, they're not looking to tear this thing down. And I think if you're trading a Paul Goldschmidt and you're, I mean, and I get, you could probably do that. Move Walker to first and, you know, in theory, I mean, you're going to step down, but in theory, maybe whatever pieces you bring back, and you're kind of a net, you know, you can still contend next year, even if you didn't have Paul Colchman, but you're going to do better if you do have him. And again, he's got no trade clause. I don't think he's going anywhere, but um, that's, it's very, it, it is, like you said, it's getting a little surprising that it's 
floated out there so often and in so many places um, that, but I think we're just kind of, you know, kind of, Hey, what can we get for this? If things are bad and you know, I just, it bothers me that, you know, we kind of default to that to some degree. It's like, you know, let's just scrap the fact that they've been good for 20 something years. They're having a terrible season. So let's, you know, rebuild it all. And yeah, I don't know if I go that far. No, uh, yeah, I agree. yeah, I agree. I mean, it's uh and just think how hard it was to even, I mean, it seemed like just the perfect scenario to get uh, Goldschmidt and Arnado, and I guess that's probably the situation when you, whenever you get an, you, you were able to get in a superstar from another team. You know, one of those type of situations yeah. that it just worked out perfectly in both of those scenarios. But uh, you're not going to develop those guys, really. You yeah. know what I mean? And you, you know, it's funny. I'm not even certain that Walker would be the name that moves to first base. I think that they probably consider Gorman if that was the situation. Um, I that, that's a lot of moving pieces to me, especially when you have a, a a superstar on contract who you could probably re-sign. Yeah, I, so it kind of seems like a dumb move. Yeah, not one that that I would do, but you know, it does seem to get a lot of a lot of traction. The sure. other thing is, you know, people are you know of continuing to clamor for somebody's job. Um, whether it's Ollie or <laughs> from Mosellox, yeah, uh, somebody needs to go. Um, it does that, does either one of those things help this organization? No, I think that that's just change for sake of change and to mm-hmm. see a head roll. I mean, that's no, I, I don't see it. I mean, there was a, there was an instance when they were swept by the bomb, you know, on Wednesday that I thought eh, they have a Thursday off day. I could see something happening, not necessarily somebody fired, but something to kind of, to be a headline. Um, you know, it didn't, and we've kind of gotten away from that. You know, you used to, could there used to be a day where you knew on an off day, you could almost predict that a move was going to be made. And they've kind of moved away from that a little bit, just because there's no urgency or knee jerk reaction. They don't want it to look like that. But, uh, to answer your question, no, I don't think so. I think that we know what the, uh, we know what the problem is. You can kind of kind of see what the problem could potentially be in the off season, and and uh, and it's come to fruition that that they just don't have enough of it in in their pitching, and it's and it's hurt every aspect of the game. Yeah, I think that if you're going to do anything, there needs to be a real look at at how they're evaluating players and how they're developing players, because again, the Cardinals have to be a, a, a team that can at least supplement their payroll with quality minor leaguers. And it feels like that pipeline is drying up a bit, you know, um, maybe I just haven't listened to Kyle as much. Maybe Kyle hasn't done as much, I, you know, cause I know he's been kind of stepping back a little bit from, from things. Um, but it doesn't feel like the hype. I don't want to say hype, but the, you know, the production of, of the Burleson, of the Yepes, of, you know, Libertor of Thompson when he was in the minor leagues uh, and not trying to be converted to a starter, which doesn't make any sense. Um, all this kind of stuff, you know, you had all these guys that you, you just kind of continually had these guys that were ready to come up and now you're not to that point, right? You know, that's what we talked about earlier. There's just not that, that stuff. So I think there needs to be some evaluation of not only, you know, not only that development, but then of course, evaluation of how are we getting, you know, are we doing the right things to get free agents and, and the right free agents? But, you know, again, Joe Mozeliak has a 20 year track record of winning, which 
I get some of that is division. Some of that is other stuff, but it's also not that easy to do. You got to, you know, just because this is a terrible year doesn't mean you just necessarily throw him out because of that. And I don't think things would significantly change even if you did. Um, and, you know, Ali Marmo led the team to a division title last year. I, it's, you know, if you've got, I feel like, you know, when Mike Matheny was fired, it was, it made sense, right? Cause it'd been two or three years out of the playoffs and there's obvious issues and there was obviously issues with him and the players and all that stuff that made sense. The Mike Schultz trade firing didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time because he'd been successful, but apparently there was complex, you know, Ollie has been there one year and had a successful year and he's not perfect by any means, but it does sound like the clubhouse is still behind him and the, and the coaching staff. And yeah, I think you're right. It's just, uh, okay, we're struggling. So we're going to get rid of a, of a manager, even though it's not like last year with the Phillies where apparently George Girardi, they, he really was a draw drag on that team for some reason. Cause you know, they, he, they took off after he left. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening here. I mean, you're just going to get the same, pretty much the same stuff, especially with Joe McEwing probably sliding in as an interim, you know, and then you discuss this managerial thing. I, I mean, it's just a uh, shuffling deck chairs to just to shuffle them. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I, no, I completely agree with all that. I mean, it's it's one of those to where you just, I just can't see a move made. I mean, they made a move to keep him and to to support him. You know, most track record is is is, you know, outside of the World Series, almost you know, untouchable. And yeah. you know, no, no one's a regular World Series contender, so or not contender or winner. So it's right. it's you know, I it's it's a tough spot right now. In an area that even surprised me that we're that we're having the conversation, honestly. Um, anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to mention? No, not potentially, not, not, you know, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, we've, we've spent enough time on this team for this week. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll let it go. Hopefully this next coming week is better. Um, I guess next Saturday, the Cardinals will be playing in London. Um, so, uh, we'll probably record the show that morning before they get, out on the field in jolly old England. Um, but until then, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. The swing and a long fly ball to left by Ozzie. He wouldn't, would he? Oh, he did. Woo!